You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. No Jesus crucified is the title of this devotion. The Apostle Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we'll start reading at verse 2. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Yes, I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling, and my speech and my preachings were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. I determined. I personally do believe that there have to be things in life that we should be determined about. In other words, we purposefully set ourselves, purposefully insist, no, I will know this, I will know this. Friends, this is how some people conquer some of the mountains of mysteries. They insist to know things and they push the boundaries of their own limitations and the boundaries of, of, of consensus of knowledge out there and they keep pressing in until they discover that treasure that's hidden there for them and they have knowledge that nobody else has found. I mean, just take John, uh, what's in Edison. Take Edison, for example. He is the man known for discovering the light bulb. Oh, how that man pushed the boundaries of the, of the knowledge that was available in those days. Nobody had discovered it. And he kept pushing and kept pushing. And they say that he tried over 2,000 times before he finally found out what causes that little wire that he had, he had made in that little bulb not to burn up when the electricity is put on it and it begins to glow and cause light. And he discovered that he had to remove all the oxygen out of the bulb so that when it began to light up, it would not evaporate, it would not burn itself up. And I find it, it's actually so simple, you would think. But Edison had to push to discover what we may think is simple. And I think this is one of the great marvels that have been presented to the whole world. Because the Bible says that Jesus was crucified to the whole world. And that this gospel must be preached in the whole world. That Jesus Christ was crucified for our offenses, as it says in Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Dear friends, the Lord wants everyone to discover this wonder that Christ was crucified for them personally. He is crucified for every individual as well as for every nation, every tribe and tongue and peoples, the Bible says. And Paul was a man who set himself and determined to know Jesus Christ and Him crucified, not only for himself, but for the other people that he met. 
Oh, what a wonderful thing when you begin to have this knowledge, to know Jesus crucified, when you begin to have this. And the Apostle Paul had had such success, I mean, phenomenal success in his presenting the powers and the love and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ to the people in Galatia and and the church of Galatia. He had such success there with them. He came to minister there when he was physically ill. And there was such power when he began to talk about Jesus that everybody who heard him and believed upon the Lord Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they got a bit distracted by other influences, other teachings, and all kinds of other emphasis. And the Apostle Paul writes one of his sharpest six little chapters, the book of Galatians. It is one of the sharpest because if you would read all of 13 letters of Paul, every one of his letters have an introduction and lead you, and then maybe he does some correcting and disciplining. But this one, right from the beginning, he hits the people between the eye with the truth. It's like his heart is right there in the first lines of his letter. And then he says in chapter 3, verse 1, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? Now this I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you get it because you crossed every T and dotted every I of the law? No, you got it when you heard the good news about Jesus crucified and you were filled with the Holy Spirit when you believed that He was crucified for you, that He bore your sins, that He bore the punishment due you. You see, it says here in Isaiah chapter Isaiah chapter 53, one of those chapters in the Bible, my goodness. He endured the suffering that should have been ours in verse 4. The pain that we should have borne. And all the while we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God. But because of our sins, he was wounded and beaten because of the evil we did. And we were all healed by the punishment he suffered and made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep that were lost Each of us go in our own way, but the Lord made the punishment fall on him, the punishment we deserved. Oh, Paul determined to know this. And oh, how easily we can sometimes, like the Galatians, be distracted and then be caught up with so many doctrines and teachings that are not always necessarily wrong within themselves. But friends... We need to abide in the gospel of truth. We need to abide in that gospel, that good news. Oh, it never becomes all to me. It never loses its power. It's never something that doesn't feed me. It always makes my heart burst with love for God. And I know for all of eternity, I will be in heaven singing, worthy is the lamb who was slain for my sins. I am here redeemed from sin. I am here crucified with Christ. I'm here alive unto God through the Son of God in me. Oh, my friends, the grace that makes us enjoy the riches of heaven is that we have been redeemed. Something that angels 
Peter says, desire to look into this redemption, this wonderful heart that knows Jesus crucified, know Jesus crucified. You see, it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. Hold fast that word I preached. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. He says, hold fast. Oh, how we sang it as I grew up. And I cling to that old rugged cross. Oh, we would sing it. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. Oh, friends, I love those old hymns. I love those old hymns. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my soul rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm no longer the same. Oh, I tell you, I just love it to know that my Jesus loved me so much while I was yet a sinner that he gave his own life to pay the penalty I owed that I could never pay. He paid my debt in full and fully cleared my record with his own blood. There is absolutely no peace for the soul down here if the price has not been paid up there because Jesus entered the holy of holies of God's blessed presence, not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood and paid the penalty for me so that now God can justify the ungodly me by faith in Jesus. I am acquitted and declared not guilty in God's sight only because of what Jesus has done for me. Oh, what a glorious peace I now have because of his love for me. My goodness, friends, I want to encourage you, keep singing, keep singing, keep singing, keep singing. Keep singing to the praise and the glory of God's grace. Paul was a man that inspires me. He says, and I'll read it from the Living Bible, how thankful I am to Jesus, our Lord, for choosing me as one of his messengers. He gave me the strength to be faithful to him, even though I used to scoff at his name and even hunted down his people and harming them in any way I could. But God had mercy on me because I didn't know what I was doing for I did not know Jesus at that time. Oh, how kind our Lord was, for you showed me how to trust him and become full of his love, how true it is, and how I long for everyone to know that Jesus came into the world to save sinners, because I was the greatest of them all. 
But God had mercy on me so that Jesus could use me as an example to show everyone how patient he is with even the worst of sinners so that others will realize that they too can have the life they see in me, the life of the Son of God. That's the living Bible of 1 Timothy chapter 1, starting at verse uh, 12 through 16. Now, listen, dear friends. God wants you to know Jesus crucified. And knowing him crucified is not some somber, sad, negative thing. No, the opposite. It is what will make you sing and rejoice in the love of God your Savior. You see, there's this little verse that has so captivated my heart. It's verse 11 of the phenomenal chapter Isaiah 53. Isaiah was called the evangelist of the Old Testament. He spoke about Jesus and the wonders of his saving grace more than almost anybody. And here he says in verse 11 about Jesus of Isaiah 53, and he, Jesus, shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul. That means the suffering of his living being, how he offered himself. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge of himself, which he possesses and imparts to others, shall my uncompromisingly righteous one, my servant, justify many and make many righteous upright and in right standing with God. For he shall bear their iniquities and their guilt with the consequences, says the Lord. Now, know Jesus crucified is what causes you to lift your hands in gratitude and say, worthy is the Lamb. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world, I worship you. I worship, and the Holy Spirit, like he came at first, will come and flood your being. Oh, let it never be forgotten that all your sins have been washed in the blood, that every charge has been cleared away. Your record is clear. Blessed, says David in Psalm 32, is the man whose sins are forgiven and whose failings are now covered, never to be remembered or to be seen again, and in whom soul is no deceit. He has nothing to hide, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to feel guilty of, the opposite, only to be able to look everybody in the eye and say, once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I see. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Amen? Have a good day.